Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. At the 50, at the 10, at the 5, still going. Look at the back to another edition of Bullseye, the UB Bulls football podcast. And this is your host, Kyrie Demos. Sorry for the delay. I had a, had to take a little sabbatical last week and things have been a little bit crazy with me uh, figuring out some some job stuff. So just wanted to uh, get back in touch with you all and, you know, start diving into the UB football season. You know, it's a, it's a real crazy time. The Bulls are back in training camp um, as they just started this past week. And, you know, things are really rolling and the Mo linguist era is, is now underway. You know, we, we've moved on from uh, Coach Lance Leipold and, you know, the Bulls have really been able to get some work. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they they really uh, fit to Coach uh, Linguist's you know, his culture and see what he's what he's really trying to establish and everything. So, you know, as we get things going throughout training camp, I just wanted to be able to do a little bit of a roster breakdown, go position by position and, you know, really just go through these position groups, not just look at the starters, look at some of the depth um, for each position group as well. So we can, you know, see what the Bulls have for, you know, 2021 and beyond. So I think today the the way we really want to start things is with the quarterback position and with the running back position, especially with two notable returning starters like Kyle Van Trees and Kevin Marks coming back for the Bulls. So, you know, we're going to be doing a little dive into what they could be bringing to the table this season for the Bulls. So as I mentioned, you know, starting off with the quarterbacks, uh, Kyle Van Tree says, you know, really entrenched himself as, you know, one of the, you know, better quarterbacks in program history. Uh, he He's made 15 consecutive starts since the 2019 season. And over that span, Van Trees has 25 total touchdowns uh, against five interceptions. So, you know, he's a guy that's shown that he can, you know, take care of the football. Um, he, he's also had uh, well, just speaking of the 2020 season, he had two 350 yard passing games, you know, and I think that that's important to note because, yeah, of course, last season, the headlines were, were around Jarrett Patterson and Kevin Marks in the running game and what the offensive line was doing. And 
yeah, there were there were a lot of times where, hey, it was, you know, Kyle, do your thing. Just hand the ball off. I mean, there were literally uh, Kyle Ventry's had taking a look here. He had three games where he passed under 20 different uh, under uh, 20 times. You know, the opening game against Northern Illinois, the uh, Bowling Green game, as well as the Akron game, which was a little bit different because it, that was a, a, a wash, um, you know, with UB winning 56 to seven in that one. So but. You know, at the same time, too, just talking about those 350-yard passing games, he he lit it up against Miami of Ohio, um, four touchdown passes as well in that game, and, you know, also 365 yards, a career high against Ball State in the MAC title game. So, you know, those are all things that need to be taken into account. You know, he's a guy that's shown he can progress. He's he's really gotten better each and every year, and, you know, I think now he's really going to be able to show what he can do in this offense because, you know, it's really his show. You know, obviously, Jarrett Patterson being gone, Kevin Marks is going to be leaned on in the running game. But at the same time, too, Van Treese is really the leader of the of this unit and is going to be able to, you know, um, just take advantage of this opportunity now. So, you know, he he's a guy I think that, again, he he's just shown progress. Talking about those two 350-yard passing games he had in 2020, he only had one game over 200 yards. I'm um, in 2019. So he's shown that he's not just a game manager. I think that the best asset that he brings to the team is his leadership and management skill. But at the same time, too, he's shown that he can make some plays as well. Um, and just, just going off that, you know, Ventry's had has had seven games over 65% completion percentage. He also likes to use his legs a little bit. He's got 10 rushing touchdowns over his uh, season and a half plus of starting. Um you know, so again, I think he he's a guy that, you know, really is going to stake his claim in the Mid-American Conference this season. It's going to be interesting to see, especially with UB having a, a pretty interesting early season schedule, obviously opening up with Wagner and then taking on Nebraska, as well as Coastal Carolina, one of the top um, programs in the country last season, as well as Old Dominion before um, the Bulls get into their MAC schedule. So, you know, I think it's going to be important to to see the Bulls get off to a fast start. And I think Kyle Van Treese is going to be a major, major factor in that. So moving on now, we've got Matt Myers, who is projected as the number two quarterback on the Bulls depth chart. And I think this is really important because, you know, when you talk about teams and especially at the college football level, you know, everybody gets so caught up in, you know, this guy's returning, this starter and things like that. But God forbid one injury away, you got to lean on that backup. So, you know, you got to make sure you have someone that's prepared and can step in and keep um, your unit moving afloat. And I think that's a really uh, good situation that the Bulls have with the quarterback room right now is, you know, having a guy like a Matt Myers as your number two, you know, he did get, he came into the 2019 season as the starter, you know, far, uh, started the f- first five games of the season for the Bulls um, against Robert Morris, Penn State, Liberty Temple, and in Miami of Ohio. And, you know, he's a dual threat guy. He he rushed for um, just under 50 yards in his first career start. He had, two rushing touchdowns in his uh, five starts that season. So I think it's important to note that, you know, the Bulls, yes, they have a very entrenched starter, a guy who's very solid and and a guy who you know is going to be really the, the captain of, of your offense and your team overall in uh, Van Treese. But at the same time, too, having a guy like Myers as his backup is just as important. They say it even in the NFL, you know, the, the most important position on the team is backup quarterback because, you know, he's one injury, one play away, 
from being the guy. So I think it's important to to note that UB has a a, a solid foundation behind Van Trees. You know, just looking ahead or looking behind those two guys now, we've got to take a look at uh, Trevor Basinski. Now, Trevor only had one pass attempt last season, and unfortunately it was an interception. But I think, you know, that's important that he was on the roster last season and, you know, was able to get a snap and, you know, being able to travel and, and, and get some 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 practice reps. And, yes, he's in, in a new system now. Um, you know, with, with all the changes with, with Coach Leipold leaving and everything and, you know, him stepping into the offense now that's going to be underneath Coach um, Coach uh, Shane Montgomery. Um, and obviously with, you know, with uh, Joe Licata coming back into the fold as, you know, an offensive analyst, you know, but at the same time, too, I think just being able to have those experiences last year, I think is really going to be beneficial because, you know, just knowing that he got that experience last season and, you know, and yes, it was a turbulent year thinking of how up and down things were and, you know, the the uncertainties that COVID presented. You know, I think that that's something that'll uh, benefit him. So, you know, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens with the, the bottom of the quarterback room. Just looking at a guy or guys like Brian Plummer and Casey Case, um, both three-star recruits, um, obviously Aaron Chase, local kid. Shout out to Aaron and his family. I know his older brother, Mike, well from playing at St. John Fisher. So, you know, definitely love to see, you know, him sticking up, sticking around there um, in the program. But, you know, like I said, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the rest of the quarterback room. But again, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's so important the fact that, yes, you have a true starter in a Kyle Van Trees, but at the same time, too, you have a very reliable backup in a Matt Myers. And, you know, of course, he didn't get a ton of snaps last year. And and and, and as I mentioned, Kyle Van Trees wasn't even necessarily looked to um, to be, you know, carrying the load uh, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, with, you know, such a strong running attack. But on the, at the same time, too, I think, you know, it's going to be important to have a guy like him back under center, especially with such a young receiving core returning and especially with, you know, some of the shuffling that the team is going to have to do with the offensive line. So, you know, moving in, moving forward, looking ahead to the season, you know, media day is, is coming up. So can't wait to see what the Bulls put together with practice and um, just how they handle everything, you know, as, as camp is uh, progressing on. So moving ahead to the running back group, you know, it's obviously I mentioned it before Kevin Marks returning. And, you know, first off, just, just thinking of Kevin Marks place in history, you know, obviously UB has historically been a great program when it comes to running backs, whether that's Brandon Oliver or James Starks or Jordan Johnson or Anthony Taylor, just all these names that have come through rushed for a thousand yards and things of that nature. So, you know, I think for Marks and his place in history, you know, he actually right now is only 1,429 yards uh, away from becoming the program's all-time leading rusher, which is amazing to think of, you know, following in the footsteps of a guy like Jarrett Patterson. But for JP to be off in the NFL now with Washington, uh, it just, you know, now it the opportunity really is for Marxist to, to have, you know, two seasons ago, he rushed for a thousand yards behind uh, Jared Patterson. But last year, you know, in, in a, in a reduced role in a shortened season, I'll say 
more specifically, you know, he had um, he only had 741 rushing yards, seven touchdowns and uh, 6.6 yards per carry. Just to, you know, again, talking about the dominant UB offensive line, you know, I think that was a, a big part of it. You know, not only his success and Jared Patterson's success as well, but, you know, those two guys have have been so talented and have been able to produce so well. So it's really been a nice combination of the two. But just thinking of this, you know, talking about a limited role, you know, before Marks had 35 carries, a career high um, in the Camellia Bowl on Christmas Day, he was only averaging roughly 13 carries per game in the first six games of the season. So to think that, you know, he was getting that limited amount of touches um, throughout the season you know he's fresh. He's a guy who's come who comes back, who brings a lot of juice. And obviously, Jarrett Patterson is a phenomenal talent. Obviously, an NFL talent, but Marks brings a different skill set. I think he might be a guy that could be considered a little more of a home run hitter burner type. You know, he's more of a slashing style of running back. He's a little bigger in size as well, so um, little sleeker build. You know, he's a little taller and things of that nature. So I think he's a guy that you know. If given the, the the extra load, I think he can carry that that well. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can do. And you know, he's been a, a he's a preseason All Mac candidate after already being a Mac All Mac selection the last couple seasons. And you know, he's also been on some preseason award watch lists as well. So I mean, I, I really do not um, expect any drop off from JP to Marks. And you know, let's face it, you know, he he was behind a guy. Who's going to be playing on Sundays this year, this year? I think he's a guy who can be playing on Sundays himself um, this coming uh, next next year. So we'll definitely see how it works out for him. So behind Marks right now, the other player who has the most carries returning um, for uh, UB is is Ron Cook Jr. and Ron Cook is an interesting guy because he's a, a third team All Mac selection as a return man, but he only had 20 carries last season for the Bulls. So, you know, I think it's it's a he he's in an interesting position. I think he's a guy that, you know, having watched him um play before, I think he's a guy that brings a lot of juice and, you know, is a lot is a very shifty guy and, you know, can make a lot of guys miss in the open field. I think he's a guy that if given more opportunities can cash in. But at the same time too, you know, do you risk using him as your number 2 back um to give up some of his abilities as a return man. Um, you know, I think that's something that's really been weighing on a lot of coaches in the last handful of years, especially with some of the rule changes with um, return with the in the return game um, specifically. So it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Coach Mike Daniels, uh, the running backs coach, does uh, in that regard. But you know, just thinking of Ron Cook and, you know, some of the other guys that I think could be um, behind Mark's this season, you know, Karan Robinson, he actually averaged 7.2 yards per carry last season in a limited role, only got five carries, but still made it made um, the most of those carries. And then also talking about people making the most of their, their carries, another local kid in Tajay Ahmed, a star point alumnus who had a uh, one carry for 44 yards and a, and a touchdown against Akron. And, you know, that was a pretty special moment. Um, being able to see that for him and, you know, his father actually is a former UB star from back in the nineties as well. So it was a pretty cool, uh, full circle moment for the Ahmed family. 
but two names that I'm really, really intrigued um, on in terms of getting some some uh, reserve snaps for the Bulls in the in the uh, backfield are Dylan McDuffie and Mike Washington. You know, I think these two for me personally stand out a little bit because they're two bigger backs. You know, uh, McDuffie is listed here at uh, two hundred five, but you know he he is a guy that is. Um, or 207, my apologies, but six foot and, you know, he's a big bruising. Um, he, he, he brings the, he brings the thud. He brings, you know, a lot of power, um, to the backfield. So I think he's a guy that could, you know, uh, get some carries behind marks and be a little bit of a compliment. And as well as Mike Washington, um, you know, who was a very standout player at, um, uh, CNS in, uh, Syracuse, uh, section three product. And, um, again, six, two, two sixteen. he's listed at, as the biggest back on the roster right now. So I think, um, just knowing the, the type of back that marks is, you know, a leaner, um, speedier back, I think, you know, to be able to offset and make sure that he's not getting, um, nicked up too much and being able to give him a couple blows throughout the season. I think some of those bigger backs uh, would be useful for the Bulls offense. And, um, you know, we'll see. I, I think just knowing the identity of the team and just knowing that historically the Bulls have been a, you know, run first offense with, um, you know, playing that, playing off that with the play action game and, you know, spreading the ball around. I think they're going to get a little bit back to that um, with, you know, having Mark's as the go-to guy in the backfield and, you know, having a guy like Van Trees under center who can operate the offense and worry about not necessarily keying in on one receiver, but more so just spreading the wealth and, you know, sharing um, to, to his guys in, in the receiver room. So, you know, we'll, we'll definitely take a look at the receiver group moving forward at some point. Um, I, I think, you know, it, it, it's going to be, um, a, a fun battle to see uh, how those guys progress, especially with, you know, uh, pretty veteran defense on the opposite side of the ball battling against them every day. But um, I think we'll be diving into the offensive line and defensive lines moving forward uh, for the next show. But, you know, this, again, like I said, just wanted to be able to get the the juices back flowing again. I'm um, just thinking of all, um, you know, the different position groups at, at this point um, with UB. So, you know, uh, but before we go, I did want to talk about, you know, this episode is coming out today on Monday. Um, we're I'm actually at UB's Media Day today. So just so you know, I'm going to be uh, sending out, you know, another podcast, just recapping all the things that I, uh, you know, get together from Media Day and just some of the, the notes and, you know, some of the coaches that I talk with and some of the players that I'll be talking with as well. So again, I just really look forward to to sharing that with you all and um, getting things rolling. So, you know, again, I'm, this is a little bit shorter of a show, but at the same time too, I just wanted to be able to get back uh, in touch with you guys and um, make sure that we're, you know, building up to the season. You know, September 2nd is really coming soon. We're literally less than a month away from UB opening um, the season at, at home against Wagner. And, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, just great to see that, you know, the, the stadium should be um, full again. And, you know, just knowing that, you know, we're not necessarily limited with some of the COVID protocols that we were last year. And obviously UB starting the season in November uh, of 2020, you know, to think that, 
they were going through training camp like everything was usual last year. And then, you know, things were cut short and uh, um, they, they didn't even think the season was going to be played out. So to think that uh, we've made such a 180 in the past year is, is a beautiful thing. So I'm just hoping and praying that things uh, continue on the, the arc that they are and, you know, that the Bulls are lining up against Wagner on uh, September 2nd. So, so again, this is Kyrie Demos. Um, thanks for tuning in as always. Stay tuned for the Media Day edition. I'm not sure if this is if it's going to be one episode or two split episodes, but we'll definitely be keeping you guys in touch on that. So until then, enjoy, my friends. Uh, take it easy and horns up. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's next level supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Zero dollar copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply.